Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, the biggest know-it-all you'll ever meet because I already have the answers. <laughs> First off, joining me is Jonathan Colton. Hello. Thank you for providing our music tonight and our puzzle gurus, Art Chung and John Chinesky. Hi, Hi. So we're going to start things off. Jonathan, to you and me for this first game. Here is our very first contestant, April Salazar. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Now, I've been talking to our producers, and they tell me that this is a bit of a uh, legacy for you, a tradition, as your mother was actually on a game show yes. uh, in the 90s to tell the truth. Yes. <laughs> very cool. And your mother also was Miss Nude International. <laughs> Yes, she was. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. April, we are going to play a game called iTunes. It's very simple. Let me explain to you. So Jonathan Colton here is going to sing a snippet of a song, but he's not going to sing the words that make up the title of the song. That is what you have to guess. And here is the big hint. Every title of each song that we play ends in a long I sound. <laughs> Jonathan, do you want to do an example? Yes, uh, so I might play something like this. This song ends in I. This song ends in I. Right, okay, so what was that? That's uh, No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. <laughs> no Woman, No Cry, and of course, cry in, ends in a long mm-hmm. I sound. Does that make sense to you? That makes sense. Okay, so after you get the name of the song correct, we'll also ask you a bonus question about the song or the artist. You get one point for each correct answer, five points, and you move on to our final ultimate challenge showdown Jeopardy final elimination final round at the end of the show. (laughs) You're very optimistic. No, you're going to be great. You're going to be great. Jonathan, take it away. So bye-bye something rhyming with I Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry That's Miss American Pie. (laughs) Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. American Pie? I like Miss American Pie. That that is a whole different... uh, Miss Miss Nude American Pie. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, here's your follow-up question. Well done. Don McLean's American Pie is about a legendary plane crash that claimed the lives of Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and Richie Valens. Mm-hmm. What famed country singer gave up his seat so a sick Big Bopper could take the flight? I believe that was Waylon Jennings, and uh, he was a member of the Crickets. Oh my, look at you! <laughs> Showing off a little. Tonight and it sounds like I and I'm starting to feel right. The attraction, the tension. Can't you feel it, baby? This is perfection. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get it. (laughs) Okay, Uh, do you know who sang it? No, I just can't even get the tune. All right. (laughs) That's uh, Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. Shakira's birth country is actually mentioned in the lyrics to that song. Columbia. Oh, yes, correct. (laughs) All the time. I didn't know that, but you are right. (laughs) But if this ever-changing world in which we're living makes you give in and cry to live and let die. (laughs) (laughs) 
that is correct. Performed by Wings. Yes, Wings. Yes, I said the Wings earlier. They had a and good laugh. We took it to task for it. We certainly Yeah, did. well, that's what we call them in Canada. Um, <laughs> we're more formal up there. So Weird Al Yankovic did a parody of Live and Let Die, but he named it after a common comfort food. What is it? I'm trying to think of a comfort food that rhymes with I. Mm. That would help. Good strategy. And I'm just coming up blank. There's ice cream. Yeah, no, that's not cream (laughs) I, you're right. (laughs) I I just can't get it. Okay, that's fine. It's okay. That just means that you don't have weird Al Yankovic (laughs) albums, which is, that's a point of pride. Um... (laughs) Chicken pot pie. Ah. Chicken, Chicken pot, pot pie. <laughs> and then during the horn section, what happens? It's amazing. Everyone has to get that YouTube going. It's hilarious. I don't want to make it tough. I just want to tell you that I've had enough. may sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. I, 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 I. <laughs> got a little cold in there at the end. Yes, yeah. a little, little blue-eyed soul. I am stinking it up here because I have no idea what that is. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. The audience is shocked. That is Bye 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 by the InSync. Bye Bye Bye. Okay, so Bye 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 was actually uh, InSync, but it was written before Justin Timberlake went out and formed his own solo career. He broke up with a pop artist that inspired his later hit, Cry Me a River. Who was that? She was the woman who wore matching denim with him. That was Britney Spears. Yes. <laughs> that is funny uh, that that is your uh, little memory of Britney Spears. I have many others. And, and with all due respect to you, I call that the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> uh... Yeah. All, all due respect, Afira. Yeah. Sometimes people don't move on to the last round and you don't know why. <laughs> no explanation for it. <laughs> There's no explanation. So, oh yeah, six points. You are moving on to our final Spitfire round of Ultimate Showcase Showdown. Basically the last quiz. Thank you so much. So we'll bring you back at the end of the show for that. Thanks once again. What a great contestant. Our first contestant, April Salazar. Thank you. Long ago in days of yore It all began with a god named Thor There were Vikings and boats and some plans for a furniture store It's not a bodega, it's not a mall They sell things for apartments smaller than mine As if there were apartments smaller than mine Ikea Just some oak and some pine and a handful of Norsemen Ikea Selling furniture for college kids and divorced men Everyone has a home If you don't have a home, you can buy one there We have a surprise mystery guest tonight They come on near the end of the show, we interview them, and then we put them in the puzzle hot seat, and we play a customized game that these guys have written specially for them. So we are going to give you clues, and uh, John, why don't you give us our first clue? Well, here's our clue. It sounds like we guess three men. Got that? We guess three men. We guess three men. Sounds like it should rhyme with something. Oh, it does. 
Think All about right. it. Well, we will think about it. Uh, let's bring up our next two fearless contestants. <laughs> Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you. We have Lisa Jones. Uh, Lisa, I'm told by my producers you are a goddess in training. It's true. <laughs> But really, do you have to ask? No, I don't. I mean, I was going to say fully formed, but yes. it's good yeah. to know you feel yeah. like you still have I more I fully expect to be deified someday. And we also have Anjana Samanth. Uh, Anjana is a human rights lawyer, so she is already the goddess Mahat. Oh, Ooh, very good. You've been Wikipedia. I certainly have. So, Arch, why don't you tell us what we're playing next? I will, Afira. We're playing a game I like to call members only. Ah, yes, members only. Did uh, you have the jackets? I was a parachute pants person myself. <laughs> Sorry. You should have the parachute pants and the members-only jacket. Oh. Then, then no one can touch you. You're That's like the true. wind. <laughs> I could jump out that. of a plane and just float down. I, I didn't have one. Uh, I had that family that always bought us the knockoffs of all the brands. So I had a jacket, and the label was Guest Pass. Uh, <laughs> Guest Pass. That's unfortunate. That's I, bet unfortunate. That, I bet that got you uh, to the front of the line at Studio 53. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, in this game, <laughs> we're going to test your knowledge of groups and their members. I'm going to give you a list of people or things, and you tell us what ties them together. And to help you out, we'll give you the category as well. So let's try it out on Ophira. Sure. All right, Ophira, the category is psychiatry. Perfect. And the clues are the id, the ego, and the superego. I've been in therapy for a very long time. I can tell. So, but I know that according to Freud, those are the three parts of a person's personality or psyche? You put the super in superego. That Thank is correct. You. Thank you. Lisa Anjan, are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. yeah as ready, ready as you'll ever be. be. Yes. <laughs> Wait until I finish reading until you hit the buzzer. Okay? Here we go. The first category is history. Your clues are Charles Guiteau, John Wilkes Booth, and Lee Harvey Oswald. Assassins? Oh. Assassins of? Uh, presidents? Correct. Yes. You can applaud that. Yeah. You <laughs> correct. The next category is literature. Your clues are Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy. Lisa. Little women. Little women. Uh, characters in Little Women. Yes, we'll take that. The, the, the four <laughs> no, daughters. Just, just Little Women. Yeah. Just, yeah. Little just women. tiny. <laughs> just tiny Little Women. Well done. Okay. Your category is politics. Iran, Iraq, and North Korea. Anjana. Countries that have been dictatorships. We're looking for something more specific. Close. Members of the Axis of Evil? That's correct, yes. Lisa. Yes. Our next category is biology. Your clues are A, B, A, B, and O. Blood Lisa. types. Those are the four blood types, correct. Ah, Lisa. yes. And your category is literature. Robert Penn Warren, Rita Dove, Billy Collins, and W.S. Merwin. <laughs> and the people rest. <laughs> uh, Robert Frost could be added to this list. Poets? A little more specific. Poets, little more. Um, Poet laureates? Yes! yes. <laughs> Our final scores are Lisa has six. That means, Anjana, you were fantastic. We loved having you. Well done. Thank you very much. Lisa, we're coming back for our final spit round of Ultimate Challenge. Ask me another, just one more, actually, final round. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you guys so much.
In a moment, you'll discover what Jennifer Aniston has in common with the Alamo. Hmm. No one ever forgets them? Maybe. More trivia, puzzles, and fun to come. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. You're listening to Ask Me Another, NPR's show for those of us who have way too much information floating around in our heads. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me are our resident puzzle experts, Art Chung and John Chinesky. Thank you. And of course, the man who hides behind his guitar, Jonathan Colton. Who am I? Who am I back here behind this guitar? Who no are one you? knows. I want to know. No one I knows. Wish... You cannot know. It's a mystery. Oh, speaking of mysteries, well done, my friend. Art, why don't you give us another hint for our mystery guest? I will, Afira. Tonight's mystery guest caused his father, a legendary sports journalist, to miss two of the three home runs hit by Reggie Jackson during Game 6 of the 1977 World Series. Apparently, he sent his dad on successive trips to get him a hot dog and then some soda. <laughs> Luckily, his dad refused to get him a beer. <laughs> hmm, who could it be? We will find out soon, but... Let's go to our next game, standing in front of me, are our next two contestants, Leslie Billig. And Leslie is a crossword puzzle editor. <laughs> I know, the audience is like, oh my goodness. And we also have Nissa Greenberg. <laughs> Nissa is a math whiz. He uh, teaches on a volunteer basis to kids, so you really have to like math to do that. <laughs> And he's originally from Bangor, Maine, uh, but a vegetarian. You've never tried the lobster? Not even once? I, I'm actually from Bar Harbor, Maine. Oh, Bar Harbor, but, Maine. Well, uh, there you go. I, I tried lobster once at age 22. Yeah, so somewhere around there. a couple months ago. <laughs> um, well, that's too bad because our game is the tastes of crustaceans. So oh. that's going to be... Sorry. So sorry. No, we're happy to have you. John, tell us about the game we're about to play. Sure. This puzzle is called Bankable Stars. We're going to letter bank the last names of bankable or profit-winning celebrities. Okay, John. Um, yes. We don't speak puzzle. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, what is a letter bank? In puzzle lingo, a letter bank is a short word that contains all the letters you need to make a much longer word. For example, with just the letters in the word pearl, P-E-A-R-L, you can spell parallel. And the word sprout, S-P-R-O-U-T, is a letter bank for the phrase support our troops. Now, remember, everybody pick up on that? Got it? No, okay. There's two sides of the audience happening. Half are like, this is impossible. <laughs> and the other half are like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> remember, the word or phrase we're looking for will use all the letters in the bank, often more than once. For example, Ophira, yes. if I gave you the last name Monet, M-O-N-E-T, as in? Claude Monet. Claude Monet, yes. right? And the clue, speaking in an unvarying pitch or volume, you'd say what? I would say monotone. Monotone, right. All the yes. letters in the word monotone can be found in Monet. Very good. Okay. Mm. Contestants. You ready? You got this? Absolutely not. Oh, sure. excellent. Okay. <laughs> Remember to ring in when you uh, have the answer. Great. Here we go. The first celebrity is Ronald Reagan. R-E-A-G-A-N. Your clue? To move everything all around like the furniture. Rearrange. Rearrange yes. is right. Correct. Here's the next one. Rafael Nadal. N-A-D-A-L. Your clue, where you drift off to when you daydream 
or a slang term for Los Angeles? La La Land. La La Land is correct, Leslie. Way to go. That's two nice for you. Nice advantage, okay. Leslie. Jennifer Aniston. A-N-I-S-T-O-N. Your clue, the second most populous city in Texas. It's home to the Alamo. Nissa. Austin? No. No, no. There's no. San Antonio? Yes, yes, Leslie. Way to go. Nissa, it's okay. It's all right. No, it's, it's not okay. <laughs> Give him a math question. This is a math guy in a word game yeah. with a crossword puzzle later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a very fair matchup. Well, so he, he's actually doing pretty well. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, three minus zero is three. <laughs> I am three behind. Let's go to Tim Burton. B U R T O N. The clue: the title track of a classic Bruce Springsteen album. Leslie. Born to Run. Born to Run is right. Correct. You're the boss, Leslie. Boss, Leslie. No. No, I'm, I'm liking hearing all these answers. <laughs> They're very good answers. Okay, think on this one. Adam Sandler, Sandler, S-A-N-D-L-E-R. Your clue, the first and last name of a longtime advice columnist. You, no, you can do it. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Leslie. Take it. Yeah. Ann Landers. Ann Landers is right. I've never seen this kind of interaction between contestants. I was trying to sweet talk her beforehand. I think it's helping. Okay. <laughs> what, what I loved was that Leslie gave him a chance, but she put her hand over her bell and looked over at him. <laughs> just to let him know, like, yeah. You're going? I'm giving you a few yeah. seconds here, Chief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's try Kim Basinger. Basinger, B-A-S-I-N-G-E-R. The clue is part of the Pacific Ocean between Russia and Alaska. It's known, mm. yes? Bering Strait. It's known okay. for its straight. Mm. <laughs> Close. Bear, Bering Sea? Bering Yay! Sea is right. Way to go, Nissa. Yeah, that one. Okay, so our final scores are Leslie 6, Nissa 1, which makes Leslie our winner. Leslie Bellick, you will be moving on to our final round of double Ask Me Another Ultimate Challenge at the end of the show. Well done. We are looking for a few people in our radio audience who would like to play games and puzzles in a future show. So if you think you have what it takes, direct message us at NPR Ask Me Another, or you can send us an old-fashioned email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll send you a quiz to see if you have what it takes. Oh, uh, oh, uh. Jonathan, are you hearing this? Oh, yeah. Can you hear it, too? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because oh. I just have it playing in my head all the time. It's oh, Justin Bieber. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, no, Justin wait, Bieber. Wait a second. If Justin Bieber is our mystery guest, uh, you know, I'm, my daughter is never going to forgive me for not letting her come to the show. <laughs> no, we're not at that point of the show yet, uh, or do we have that kind of budget. This is the start of a competition we here on Ask Me Another are calling Better Than Bieber. <laughs> So in this next game, we're actually going to pay tribute to the rhyme schemes of the teen heartthrob, Justin Bieber. That's right. Earlier today, members of our studio audience were handed the incomplete lyrics 
to the Justin Bieber song, Baby. And they were asked to use their creative juices to fill in their own lyrics on every other line. Okay, so for example, this is how Justin Bieber originally filled out his card. I'm going to read the parts we gave to the audience. And Jonathan, you will read the parts that the audience had to replace with their own lyrics. Yes. You know you love me. I know you care. Just shout, whenever, and I'll be there. You want my love, you want my heart. And we would never, ever, ever be apart. Are we an item? Girl, quit playing. We're just friends? What are you saying? Say there's another and look right in my eyes. My first love broke my heart for the first time. And I was like... Baby, 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 oh, baby, 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 no. Baby, 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 oh. It goes on from there. It's from the heart, I'm sure. It is from the heart. So while we were busy playing games, our producers chose the best undiscovered lyricists who attempted to finish these lyrics better than Bieber did. So uh, let's see what our audience has come up with. We have the, uh, the two potential winners here. I'm going to call your names, and if you would mind uh, just coming up to stand on stage. We're not going to make you sing. We just want no you singing. up here so that we can uh, more efficiently judge you. <laughs> so is there uh, Richard Gallagher? Are you out there? Richard Gallagher. Come on down. Hello. Hi, Richard. You've you got to laugh just from walking on stage, Richard. Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh, and is there a John Zamboni out there? Wow. So I'm going to play both of these, and then we're going to vote uh, via applause uh, to see whose we like the best. Who did it better than Bieber? Who did it better than Bieber, yes. Uh, I think we'll start with this one. Here we go. Uh, Richard, this is yours. You know you love me, I know you care I can feel it in your fingers as you braid my hair You want my love, you want my heart Like Willy Wonka, you're the sweet to my tart Aww. Are we an item? Girl, quit playing You've been in my sock drawer, that's all I'm saying <laughs> Said there's another and looked right in my eyes a bolt through the heart, a silas on my thigh. What is a silas? Silas. Ooh. What is a silas? Ooh. What? Da Vinci Code. Remember the monk thing? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. Wow. It makes you day reference. Yes. That's I'm awesome. going to say baby, baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> baby, 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 ow. <laughs> and uh, here is uh, John Zamboni's entry. This has a theme which you may pick up on. You know you love me, I know you care But the end is coming, please be aware You are my love, you are my heart But apocalyptic floods will make us part <laughs> Are we an item? Girl, quit playing All of my calendars are mayan <laughs> Said there's another and looked right in my eyes. Yeah, well, December 21st, you'll be surprised. <laughs> and I was like, baby, baby, baby. Uh, They were fabulous. They were both fantastic, yeah. Great job getting the uh, apocalyptic. Uh, you just put that in so beautifully. Oh, thanks. Well, well, I'm done. a professional songwriter. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I think what we'll do here is I will say the name of the person, and then the audience will applaud loudly if you like it, 
Not at all if you don't like it. <laughs> uh, this is the one with the Silas in it, Richard Gallagher. And this is the one about the apocalypse, John Zamboni. Richard was actually applauding for John, so... (laughs) Everyone loves the end of the world, so I think that's... I know, and it's so close. That's what the fun part is, too. John, so we uh, regained some of our street cred for having you play Better Than Bieber. I would like to give you this prize... This is an NPR Music tote bag. Beautiful. Reusable. Great job. You guys were both so fantastic. Thank you for giving us those fun lyrics and making our show fantastic. I loved it. Art, what would you think? Uh, you know, there wasn't exactly E.E. E. Cummings, but uh, I think I'm a believer. Then Art saw his face. Now Art's a believer. It's not a trace of doubt in Art's mind. Art chums in love. Ooh. Art's a believer. He likes Justin Bieber very much. Okay, now for a little number we like to call person, place, or thing. In front of me now is Matt Chrisman. Hello, Matt. Hello. Now, Matt, received this word from our producers. You're really into quizzes. This is your thing, quizzes and uh, trivia and what have yeah, you. You're a yeah. puzzle expert and also a freelance writer doing film reviews. Well, yeah, a polite way of saying unemployed. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your chance, my friend. We're going to tell you what we're in for right now. You're employed to play this next quiz. Jonathan? Employed? You're not going to get paid anything, you understand. <laughs> Uh, So here's how this works, Matt. We are going to give you some clues about a person, place, or thing that we are thinking of. You guess what that person, place, or thing is. We're going to read you four clues. They start hard, and they get easier. Okay, so after each clue, I encourage you to yell out an answer, even if it's not correct, because there's no penalty for the wrong answer. But the sooner you get it right, the more points you get and the higher chances you will move on to our final round of Showcase Showdown, Ultimate Throwdown, Smackdown, Ask Me Another Elimination. All right. So here's your first clue, and this is worth four points right now because it's the first clue. I was invented during World War II in the hopes that I would be a synthetic substitute for rubber. Oh. Uh, That's the kind of thing I think I would know if I wasn't on a stage right now. You have more clues. Uh, Yeah, I know. I can't... Okay, here's your next clue. Okay. All right. Astronauts took me on board Apollo 8 to help hold down tools in zero gravity. Uh, Plato? Good answer, good answer. Mm. All right, this is your... Good, but wrong. Mm. Just wrong. Yeah, (laughs) you get a hmm, but no. All right, this is your third clue, so it's worth two points. Now that newspapers are often printed with soy-based inks... It's harder to use me to copy the comics. That's what I th- was thinking in my head when I said Play-Doh. Yes. My higher brain was saying Silly Putty. Yeah. Yes. Ah, well done. But it got stopped by the whole terror. You thing. get two points, your brain gets three points. Yeah. So it's you versus your brain so far. I like that you have a higher brain, like it's a condo. No. <laughs> uh, cool. It's not cooperative, though. Yeah, I live in a studio. Oh, it's, not, it's a co-op? What's the board like? Anyways. <laughs> I married a woman who was my first cousin on my mother's side and my second cousin on my father's side. 
Jones? Uh, <laughs> Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Oh, no. interesting. Well, good guess. Can I guess again? Because I think I know. You must wait. Steven Spielberg's alien E.T. was said to be based on a combination of me, Carl Sandburg, and a pug. Deborah Winger? <laughs> I had heard that that's, that's that a different trivia question <laughs> altogether. Your third clue. My last name is the name of Doc Brown's dog in Back to the Future. Yeah. Albert Einstein. Yeah. Yes, yes right. Albert Einstein. I don't know why, but in 1991, a crazed man hit me in the foot with a hammer. That person there got hit with a hammer yeah, just now. The yes. sound effect we asked for. Someone's got it, but it's not me. I don't know. <laughs> There's a copy of me at the Victoria and Albert Museum next to the fig leaf they would place on me when Queen Victoria herself would come to visit. Michelangelo's David? Yes. yes. Michelangelo's David. In 1990, I met with Saddam Hussein and successfully secured the release of 15 American hostages. Jesse Jackson? No. no. As part of my training regime in high school, I devised my own nutritional program. Breakfast was a quart of milk and two raw eggs. An exercise enthusiast and a diplomat. It's a rare combination. Uh, I still don't know. I'm sorry. One of my most important victories was a unanimous decision by the Supreme Court, which said I had the right to be a conscientious objector to the Vietnam War. Oh. Oh, uh, Muhammad Ali? Yes, yes, correct. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. You got 17 points. That is incredible. I think that means he moves on to you the final round. You move on round, yes. to our final round. Congratulations. Great Thank job. You. And that last answer, Muhammad Ali, was actually our final hint to our mystery guest. Ali was a familiar presence for the Shap family, both father and son. So that means our mystery guest is ESPN's own Jeremy Shap. This is still NPR's Ask Me Another, and I'm still Ophira Eisenberg. More to come when we put ESPN's Jeremy Schapp in the puzzle hot seat. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and ESPNRadio.com. Now, here's Jeremy Schapp. <laughs> Yeah, very funny, very funny. This is not the sporting life. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of trivia, tongue twisters, and mayhem. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is this week's mystery guest, ESPN's Jeremy Schapp. Thank you, thank you. Jeremy Schapp is a journalist and correspondent for the TV news magazine E60 and host of the weekly radio show, The Sporting Life. Uh, Jeremy, you are known for your hard-hitting reports. His stories run the gamut from college basketball scandals to the centuries-old practice of cheese chasing. So when ESPN needed a play-by-play announcer for a nail-biting, pulse-pounding chess tournament, 
they turn to the one and only Jeremy Schaff. Jeremy, welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. So you've uh, covered some sports that are very odd. Uh, mm-hmm. I would even say downright questionable. Knife throwing. Uh, I, as I mentioned, cheese chasing. Competitive eating. That is the sign of the apocalypse right there. What is the difference between an activity or stunt and a sport? Like, when does it turn? Because I want to know when I can start referring to Art and John as athletes. Are we a sport yet? Is that a sport? It's a fine line. Cheese rolling qualifies as a sport because if your audience is unfamiliar with cheese rolling, it is, as you suggested, an ancient art form. Uh, And... and There's a hill in England, uh, in Gloucestershire uh, specifically, uh, where they've been rolling a huge wheel of cheese for hundreds of years. And and over time, uh, the hill has become progressively steeper. And so from more, the rolling. From the rolling. The cheese is very heavy. Um, and it's, it's quite treacherous. So anything that involves true danger, I consider a sport, like, like being on this show. This is, <laughs> this, this is good. Good. The pulse is pumping. <laughs> Okay, so actually, now that we're just mentioning the cheese, so it is dangerous, right? People get injured running down, Severely. chasing this piece of cheese. Yes. Why? <laughs> why would anyone do that? that? That is a good question. Yeah. No one would tell us why. No? Um, you know, there, there's a peculiar breed of human, particularly in, in the United Kingdom, uh, <laughs> who, who revels in this kind of pointlessness. I mean, it's like the old George Mallory line, you know, because it's there. This is, I think, the best modern example of it. I love that you're like, basically, the British have nothing going on. <laughs> uh, but someone wins the cheese. Is that part of it? Is this someone true? wins <laughs> a beautiful double Gloucester made by uh, an octogenarian. She's a lovely woman. She showed me her cheese shop and her cheese farm. Well, come on. Come on. Come on. Um, you're a good-looking man, Jeremy. And, uh, I get it. She's actually more proud of her single Gloucester, but the double Gloucester is more popular. You grew up in a sports-centric household, obviously. Your father was a renowned sports journalist, Dick Schaap. Many kids go through a phase when they're kids that they want to be a professional athlete. Did you want to be? I have a distinct memory when I was about eight years old of wanting to be Reggie Jackson. Yeah, and, and uh, I would try to affect Reggie's batting stance, his afro... Uh, <laughs> somewhat less successfully. Um, sunglasses, I even, you know, I, I did things like Reggie would do them. I wouldn't talk to the media after games. Um, I was generally rude and inconsiderate to my fellow human beings. We're here um, the middle school bugle. But, but yes, but I blamed Reggie. Yes, Reggie was my hero. And so, and then you just got fascinated with sports journalism, and now? No, it wasn't really that. Um, <laughs> it, there was just nothing else. Uh, <laughs> I figured if my father could do it, I could do it. <laughs> awesome. So it's good to know that your amazing career that I am in awe of is Plan B. Plan B. Uh, I hear that, uh, that you are well-known among your colleagues for not only your command of sports, but politics, military history, culture. Yeah, you're the kind of person in my circle of friends, we go, uh, hey, guess what? You're paying for dinner. Um, But today, here's what we're going to do today We are going to drag you through the mire of pop culture With a sporting flavor Yes, what do you say? Jeremy, you got game? Great Yes, (laughs) I'm going to take that as a yes So Jeremy, since uh, you cover so many competitions We figured we'd pit you against a member of our studio audience In a no-holds-barred trivia death match Yes (laughs) 
Let's welcome our contestant, Scott Castle. Now, Scott, uh, I have a little note here from my producer that uh, you're originally from Seattle. Is that correct? That's correct. All right, so that's one point against you. No. <laughs> uh, Seattle's a lovely place. But that you and your wife have an online T-shirt company where you put pop culture phrases on T-shirts? Uh, not exactly. We actually design our own original art oh. based on pop culture. My wife is a very talented artist who went to school, and I am not. Yeah. But I have a head full of pop culture, so I come up with ideas, and then she actually does the actual uh, talent part of the... Fantastic. <laughs> nice. This quiz is about athletes who have lit up our television and movie screens, often with less than brilliant results. Yeah, very dimly lit. So let's get started. Are you guys ready? Sure. Yes. That's the uh, competitive spirit right there. All right. <laughs> this former heavyweight champion of the world has a lifetime record of 50 wins, 44 by knockout, including Trevor Burbick, Larry Holmes, and Zach Galifianakis in the 2009 comedy The Hangover. Oh, oh Scott. Scott. Mike Tyson? Correct! There is something about this retired quarterback that corporate America loves. He's been in commercials for Sears, Prilosec, Wrangler Jeans, Rayovac Batteries, and Edge Shaving Gel. I have to finish with the clue. Jeremy! But in the end, he couldn't win the love of Cameron Diaz in the comedy There's Something About Mary. Jeremy (laughs) Shep! That would be Brett Favre. Brett yes. Favre is correct. At seven feet, two inches tall, weighing 225 pounds. This legendary center definitely held his own against Bruce Lee in Game of Death. Scott. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. You are correct. Wow. This is good. It's tight. This Mets first baseman appeared as himself in a two-part episode of Seinfeld in which Kramer and Newman claimed that he'd spit on them for heckling him after a Mets-Phillies game. Who was this player? (laughs) 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 It's a Jeremy. Jeremy. That would be Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Um... A defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions, who was named to the NFL's all-decade team for the 1960s, but more importantly, he punched a horse in Mel Brooks' film Blazing Saddles. Jeremy Chapp. Alex Karras. Correct. All right, we're getting down there. In the 2010 comedy, The Other Guys, Mark Wahlberg lives out every Red Sox fan's dream when his character accidentally shoots what Yankee star in the leg? Scott Castle. Derek Jeter. Correct. (laughs) Derek Jeter. Olympic gymnast Kurt Thomas appeared in a 1985 film (laughs) named one of the worst movies of all time. (laughs) By Maxim Magazine. That is bad. That does not get, does not get worse. If they don't like it, chances are it's not really very good at all. <laughs> it's, it's not a movie. I'm not even sure it's a movie. Thomas plays a secret agent sent to the fictional country of Parmistan <laughs> to win a deadly contest using his special fighting skills, which is a combination of gymnastics and karate. 
Name that film. Scott Castle. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta, yes. Correct. Scott sticks the landing. And there is a, uh, a there is a bonus question for that, Scott. Why do you know that? <laughs> Video stores. Video stores. Good cover. The final score is we have Scott with five points and Jeremy with three points. Scott, you are our winner. And you get a very special prize given to us by the one and only Jeremy Schaap. This is a copy of his book. And by that, I mean his copy of his book. It's a little torn there. This is his book, Triumph, the Untold Story of Jesse Owens, because Jeremy Schaap, in addition to all of these things, is also a best-selling author. Yes. His nonfiction books are set against the backdrop of uh, the rise of the Nazis, the Great Depression, and America's struggle for civil rights. And this one is the untold story of Jesse Owens and Hitler's Olympics. For you... Christine. Christine. It's got pages torn out, I think, some highlighted pages. And Jeremy Schaap, we have something fabulous for you, too. Well, look at this. Look at this, something you can put all of those books you write in. Thank you. And NPR music. I'll trade you, Scott. (laughs) Thank Thank you you so much. much. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, you, Scott. Start the story when mom met dad and they danced all night and he took her home. Might have been all the wine they had But they rolled the dice and won your genome And you grew and you grew and one day you were you And you look like your father and mother If you're looking for someone convenient to blame You can take your pick, it's one or the other DNA, you're in my heart DNA, in fact you're in every part of my body cell has a nucleus, eats nucleuses, chromosomes, and DNA, baby, that spells DNA. Okay, everybody, this is what we've all been waiting for. It's time to bring our winners back to play in our quick-fire ultimate death grand finale showcase showdown. Final Ask Me One More Time. From iTunes, we have April Salazar. From members only, Lisa Jones. From Bankable Stars, Leslie Billig. And from person, place, or thing, Matt Chrisman. Here they are. All right, John, what is the final challenge? What we call this game Reverse Spelling Bee. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) be afraid. In a typical spelling bee, players are told a word to be spelled and can ask for the word's definition. In this game, I will read only a definition of the word and ask you to spell the word we're thinking of, and you'll have to spell it backwards. Wait a minute. Backwards. (laughs) Backwards as in S-D-R-A-W-K-A. No, sorry, Art. So close. Uh. Now, players, just like in a regular spelling bee, if you spell a word incorrectly or if you spell a word other than the word we're looking for, you're knocked out of the game. The next person in line will have a chance to spell the word correctly, and the last person standing will be today's Ask Me Another Grand Champion. 
Ready, players? Here's the first. We're looking for a six-letter word starting with M. The definition is a person lacking magical powers, according to J.K. Rowling. I haven't read any of the Harry Potters. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, relax, everybody. Relax. Stop throwing chairs. Uh, Leslie, you get a chance to spell this one. Now, hang on. Hang on. Leslie, can you spell the word? Backwards. I also Backwards. have never seen or read Oy a vey. Harry Potter book. However, however, because of the seepage of popular culture, yes. I believe I know the answer, right. and it is E-L-G-G-U-M. Yes, that's correct. Muggle. Very good. Matt, a six-letter word starting with C, the definition an older woman seeking a romantic relationship with a younger man. R-A-G-U-O-C. That's correct. Cougar. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. That's not how you spell charming backwards? (laughs) Is romance really what cougars are looking for? I'm just sorry. Why are you asking me? That's a thing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Who's next? Lisa. (laughs) This six-letter word starts with M and is hyphenated. Oxford's definition, a person closely resembling a smaller or younger version of somebody. Oh, um... I can only think of a much longer word for that. Sorry, Lisa. Go away. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Leslie, can you spell the word we're looking for? Well, I'm surprised it's in Oxford, but I think it is... I love you, Leslie. (laughs) I think it's E-M hyphen I-N-I-M. That's right. Mini-me. Very good. Matt. An eight-letter word starting with V. The definition... South African plastic trumpet used by fans during World Cup yes. soccer matches. Yes. The most horrible instrument ever. A L A. No. Now, hang on a second, Matt. Don't go away so soon. Leslie, you must spell this word. A-L-E-Z-U-V-U-V. Yes! Everyone, play your Vuvuzelas! That's pretty good. That is great. (laughs) Stop, stop now. Now stop. Please stop. (laughs) What a, uh, what a fantastic match, you guys are geniuses. One more hand for Matt Crispin. It's fantastic. And Leslie, you are our big grand prize winner. And here is your prize. Look at this. It's just in this little envelope. It is cheese. Yes. It's actually a gift certificate for Murray's Cheese Shop on Bleecker Street in New York City. Yeah. You can spend in the store or online at www.murrayscheese.com. That's it for Ask Me Another. We have run out of time. But remember, 
You can find us in a bunch of games we didn't get to play today on Facebook and Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Other puzzle czars have been John Chinesky. Hey, you know, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. <laughs> and Art Chung. Narc Thug. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Launch at Jot Noon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by Sean Kennedy. When Yanks end. Our engineers are Paul Ruess. Us True Pal. And David Hurtgen. Thudding Rave. With production help from Eleanor Kagan. Uh, a granola need. And Ask Me Another intern, James Ramsey. Mama's Jersey. Ask Me Another's supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Curium Zen. We'd like to thank the Bell House here in Brooklyn, New York. Hot Hill Blues. Ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.